I am now. Can you hear me now? Don't they do an awesome job? Yes. Sister Elena, she said she's not an adult Sunday school teacher, but she might just be. She did awesome this morning. I, I told you two weeks ago when we were here, we were, we were out last week because of the weather, but um, we started a series on back to the basics, and we started, we started talking about honor, and I had something else for this week I thought was going to be my message this week. Oh, yeah, all the kids can be dismissed. I thought it was going to be my message this week, and, and about Tuesday this week, God changed it up. He, he, he just brought back to me, uh, you know, back to the basics first. He brought back to me uh, uh, something else, another message, but it, it has to go along. It goes along with back to the basics. So when you go back to the basics, you go back to the fundamentals, right? When a football team suffers and they, and they, don't, uh, they don't win and they don't perform right, they go back to the basics. They go back and learn how to tackle. They learn how to block, right? They learn how to catch. Just, just look the ball in your hands. Don't run first. You've got to catch the ball before you run. We go back to the basics, right? We go back to the fundamentals, right? And if, we really, if we're really going to honor God, we talked about honor two weeks ago. We talked about honoring God. We talked about honoring the house of God, the, the, the body of Christ. We talked about honoring the man of God. Right? And, and through all those things, we even talked about honoring our bosses in the world, Samantha. Remember that? And through that, all those things, we're not honor, we may not even honor people sometimes because they're honorable, but we're honoring them because we're honorable, right? We're honoring people in positions because we're honoring God. Amen? Amen? So one of the ways we have, if we're really going to honor God, we must realize that his ways are higher than my ways. And not just sometimes, not just part of the time. You know, the word of God is not just a suggestion. It's absolute. It's absolutely the way that we should be living our, our, our lives. So his ways are always higher than my ways. Y'all can say, everybody can say amen to that, right? Everybody can say amen to God's ways are always higher than my ways. And as he was showing me this this week, he gave me a scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11. And I said, oh, Lord, I know that scripture. Same thing you all are going to think. I know that scripture. Don't miss out on the meaning of the scripture because you think you know it. Because the word of God is living, right? Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans that I have for you. This is God speaking. I know the plan, or he had the prophet uh, uh, Jeremiah write it down, but I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans of prosperity and not for disaster, to give you a future and of hope. How many of y'all know that his prosperity is much higher than my prosperity, right? How many of y'all know that, that, that his plans are much, much higher than my plans, right? His avoiding of disaster is going to be a lot better than my way that I could avoid disaster, right? His hope is a lot higher than my hope, right? His plan's a lot better than mine. God has a plan that's higher than anything that I could ever even think or imagine. He's had it since before he formed the earth, right? He knew me and he had this plan while I was still in my mother's womb. Amen? He has the plan. He knows the plan. Even better than anything that you can imagine. You might think, well, I could do this. I could become a doctor. I could make a million bucks and I could live in a big mansion. God's got a better plan. Right? I could, I, I could become whatever I think I could become. I could marry this, him or her, and, and, and look how great they're looking. And we could have the best looking kids on the planet. God's got a better plan. Whatever you might think or whatever you may desire, Brother Adam, you might start a business and you, and, 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 you, know, you, may, you may become a millionaire, a multimillionaire in this business, and you may sell it off for a fortune one day. Not just Brother Adam. Anybody could do this, right? But God's got a better plan, right? God could send you inheritance. God could give you the Powerball if he wanted to. But he's got a better plan than anything that we can. We, I, I love to sit around and dream about what I'd do if I had $300 million, right? You all have seen me a couple times a week. But besides that, I probably wouldn't come out of the woods much. Unless we were going to get on a plane to travel. But God's got a better plan. Whatever I could dream up or think he's, right? And... 
uh, sometimes, or uh, I, I want you to ask this question today. It's, it's higher than anything I can imagine, but am I complicating God's plan with my agenda? Because, right, sometimes I have a plan that takes precedence over God's plan. Even though I know that God's plan is much greater and much higher than my plan, I get messed up, with my, or, or, I get messed up in my plan, right? I have an agenda, right? Ask yourself this today. I'm asking you a lot of questions today. Are you, living, are, are you living for your agenda or God's agenda? Are you trying to take care of the things and make the money and, 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 and buy the houses and the cars and be around the people and have the relationships? What, are, are we working on that today? Are we working on his agenda? What did God tell you to do? Did God tell you to work a lot of extra hours? Well, I mean, think about it. Did God tell you to hang out with him or her? Or go around there and do that? Or, or go over there? What, what has God told us to do? Too often we get so busy on our agenda, we forgot what God's told us about. It's somewhere way back there in the dust somewhere. We need to get out our convictions, get out what God's already told us about. Remember how excited you were when you first came to Christ? We got to get those things back out again and dust them off. And remember, ask God for remembrance, what God has told me to do. Where God's told me to be. What God said my call is. His plan is much higher than mine. Right? In Jeremiah 29, 1 through 8, y'all ever go back and read that? I know most of you have read it, but I had to go back and read it again. They were going through a trial. Right before he told, tells them about his plan, they're going through a trial. They're being hauled off captive into Babylon, right? That didn't change God's plan. Just because they were going through a trial, you might be going through a, a trial today, doesn't change God's plan. You might complicate God's plan if you get off the path of what he set you in order to do. If you're not going and do Remember what Jesus did? Jesus went and went everywhere God told him to do, did what God told him to do, and said what God told him to do. If we get outside of that, we're complicating God's plan, right? We need to be listening to the Spirit. He gave us an onboard witness all the time. Church, I'm not trying to get on to you today. I'm trying, I, I need to give you this message out of love. He gave it to me first, and he let me know that this week is supposed to be out of love. There's supposed to be compassion here. But we've got to realize how far we've got off the course. And get back. Get back to his plan. Get back to what he's designed. What he would have us to do. What he's already told you to do. What he's already spoken into you. Into me. Not me. I'm not, I'm not standing up here talking down to you today. What he's already spoken into me. I get busy with things too. That's the chink in my armor. I get busy with things. Right? I got two jobs and eight kids and a, and a beautiful wife. And it takes time. And before you know it, I'm somewhere off in left field. Completely forgot about what God told me to do. What God's plan for the day is or for my life is, right? We can complicate God's plan, but we're not going to change his plan. He's still got a plan. His plan is still perfect, no matter what mine is. In Jeremiah 29, 5 and 6, he tells them, build houses and live in them. Even though they're in captivity in Babylon, right? They're in there because they got away from God's plan. If you haven't noticed, God's people, whenever they get away from his plan in the Bible, they become captive to somebody. They become slaves to somebody. Almost every time. Church, we become enslaved to things today when we get away from God's plan. Right? He says, even when you're there, build houses and live in them and plant gardens and eat their produce. Eat their fruit, some translations say. Eat the fruit of the place where you're captive in. Take wives, father, sons, and daughters, and take wives for your sons, and give your daughters to husbands, so they may give birth to sons and daughters, and grow in numbers. Right? 
there and you do not decrease. Grow in numbers there. So he's saying go there even though you're captive, increase. He's blessing them through the trial. He's blessing them even though they're in captivity, right? God's already looking forward to bringing them out. As we read on a little further, he says, you're going to be here for about 70 years. You're going to have to pay for what you did. The things when we get off God's plan, sometimes it's going to cost us some things, right? Sometimes there's a setback when I get off of God's plan. We wonder why my bank account's not doing well. I wonder why I'm struggling spiritually. Well, check the path that you're on. Check the path that we're on, right? An example in the Bible is Jonah. Look at Jonah. He heard from God, and instead of following the directions that God gave him, he decided to run. Takes his money, buys him a ticket, goes out and does it his own way, Brother Adam. Same way I like to do it. I like to do it my own way. I like to have a plan and ask God to bless my plan. We've all done that, right? He, 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 had, a, he had a different idea in mind. Got in the way of God's. He, he, he complicated God's plan. You know the story. They threw him off the boat. They found out he was the problem when the storm came up. They threw him off the boat. He's out there. The Bible says a giant fish swallows him up. This fish swallows him up. And even though he's swimming around, he's complicating God's plan. He may be throwing off the timing of God's plan a little bit, but he didn't change God's plan. God's plan never changed. Think about this. Now, this, this really stuck with me this week as I was thinking about this. That, that fish vomited him up on the beach right where he needed to be. God's plan was still at work. Even though Jonah was rebelling, that fish could have vomited him up anywhere. Anywhere on the world. Right? But he took him right back to where he needed to be and vomited him up right there. So that God could use him. God was even working in the trial. Even when, even when Jonah was rebelling, God was working. Even when I was rebelling and running from God, God was working in my life. Even though we might have got a little bit off the course today, church, God is still working. He's still moving. He still wants to use us. He still wants to have this relationship with us. Right? Another, another example in the Bible, Brenda was talking to me today about uh, Isaac and and Abraham, and, and, and that's another great example in the Bible of how God had a plan, and, and Isaac mucked it up a little bit. I mean, Abraham mucked it up a little bit. Isaac didn't. He wasn't born yet. Abraham mucked it up a little bit, right? And then he came back, and the plan still worked out. Another example that I had down already was Israel in the promised land, right? They were increased through the trial. Think about that. Think, think about how they got into captivity, right? You all know the story. It was, it was Joseph in the, in the coat of many colors goes there and, and he becomes the second in command only to the Pharaoh, right? And, and they had provision, first thing, through, through a, a famine in the land, there was provision. God increased them through the trial. He took care of them even, even though they were going through a trial, right? And then when they left Egypt 400 years later, they spoiled all of Egypt. They left out there with all their goods. God still had a plan even though the people were messing up. They had to pay a price for it. They had to go build some bricks for a while. Because they got out of, out of the plan that God had for them, right? God gave them a promised land. Promised them a land that was flowing with milk and honey. Called them out of it. Set Moses over them, right? Gave them a pastor. Told them you can get here. He didn't tell them, but they could have got there in 11 days. They could have been to the promised land in 11 days. That's how far it was away. It took them 40 years. Because they got outside the plan of God. Where are we walking at today, church? Where are we living at today, church, right? Because they complicated God's plan, it took 40 years, right? Jonah heard from God, then decided to run. I hear from God, then I get busy. I decide to follow after everything. I decide to follow my plan. 
I decide to follow the plans of others. I decide to run around and put fires out of things that are going on, problems I think I got going on. Some of y'all can relate to this, right? But when I do this, where does it put me? Where does it put me at, church? It puts me outside of his plan. I may think I'm getting a lot done. It reminds me, have you ever seen, you ever seen a meth addict? They're running around 90 to nothing. Some of y'all have, I have. They're running around 90 to nothing. They got their headlamp on, some of them do, and they think they're really getting somewhere, right? But they're spinning their wheels. And you think, I've been in that addiction before, and you think you're getting a lot done, and you really think you're doing something, you really think you're having a good time. And then when you come out of that addiction and you look back at them, you think, man, I look like a fool. What do you think we look like when we get outside the plan of God? How's it going for me today? Right? We wonder why things aren't going right. Why is my devotion and my prayer time such a struggle? Why does my mind want to wander everywhere? Why, why can't I get a hold of my mind and, and bring it right back here and pray? Why, why can't I focus on my Bible? Why can't I focus on the Word? Why can't I focus on, on what I'm supposed to be doing? Why can't I focus on my calling? We're outside of his, we're outside of his plan, right? One example is, is the church, right? And I'm just going to talk about the church for a little bit today because this, the church is something I can see. The church is something I'm hands-on with, right? Many of you all here are our core group today, and you're hands-on with it. And you see, you see what's going on in the church. You see that we're down in number. You see that people don't follow through with the things they say they're going to do. Amen? God placed every member in the body as it pleases him. Right? We struggle, though, with that. We struggle to get here. A lot of days, fear takes over, creeps in. Anything and everything can take place and take the place of coming to church. We can get online and watch church. I understand we're going to take trips. We're going to do things every once in a while. But think about it. Think about how many times, and once we miss, it gets easier and easier, right? We struggle to get here. So many times we struggle to get into praise and worship, right? I'll be honest with you, when I've started taking the guitar lessons and learning to play the guitar, I, I have a hard time sensing the spirit anymore, as much anymore because so much time, of the time I'm focused on doing the job of what I got to do. I'm focused on trying to stay in time and, and hit the chords and the strumming pad, and, and there's so much to it, but, but it's a picture of what my spiritual life looks like. Amen? We, 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 we struggle to get into the sermon sometimes. We're doing this right I know I can't be that boring because I'm giving you the word of God. And if we were prayed up and read up and ready to go when we got here, we'd be excited about hearing the word of God. We'd be excited to hear what the preacher's going to feed us today, right? We'd be excited and ready to praise and worship. We'd be ready. We, couldn't, we, we can't wait to raise our hands up because I've been raising my hands up all week. I've been praying, him and or praying to him and magnifying him all week, and I've been praising him, and I've been in this relationship, right, all week long, right? We struggle to get behind the pastor. We struggle to get behind the vision of the church. Without a vision, the people perish. Well, I wonder what's going on right now, church. I don't mean that to be smart, but you look around us. We're diminishing in number. We've lost sight of our, of our vision. Amen? What do you think God's plan is? Why does he give a pastor a vision? Why does he set us in the bodies that pleases him, right? We struggle to follow through with commitments or assignments. I say... I'm going to be a door greeter. It's been weeks since there's one been one back there. And I'm not picking at anybody. Right? We say, I'm going to vacuum the carpet. 
but it comes back to one or two people doing it again. I'm going to be here and I'm going to do that. But pastor, I don't really want to do this job anymore. Can I get out of that one? Or I just don't show up for weeks at a time. And I'm not saying that to pick at anybody. I'm saying we're struggling as a church. We're in this together, church. I need you and you need me. And, and, and I mean for this to come from a place of love and compassion. It's because we're outside of the plan of God. That's, that's, what we're, that's, that's the problem. We're still talking about back to the basics, right? Back to the basics. These are things that we all already know. We know them. We know them. But life happens. We get busy, right? All because we struggle. We struggle with all these things because we struggle with having a passion, passion in our relationship. When I find that I'm struggling with these things, I find that I'm not being passionate with God anymore. That's the truth. And I'm talking about the church today because we can see the church. And that's just a snapshot into our lives. When we're struggling to carry through with the things we've said we're going to do or show up or get behind the pastor, that's where my spirit man's at. We can see that. We can see that, church. We've got to get some things right, though, right? If we're struggling to be passionate, we're struggling to be passionate relationship because we've allowed agendas to become first. We've allowed jobs to become first. Church, I'm afraid that we've left our first love. It talks about it in the book of Revelation, leaving our first love. We'll never follow through with these things, with our jobs. And, and I'm not just talking about church jobs. I'm not trying to convict you of church jobs. But I'll never follow through with taking my personal time with God, with having my personal relationship, with being passionate in my relationship. Do you remember when you first met your spouse? You chased after him. And then after time, happen, after time in, in life happens, and maybe a few kids and, and jobs, and sometimes we don't even like them anymore. Right? People get divorced. I still love my wife. I'm not talking about her. But people get divorced. People separate. It's kind of the same in our spiritual walk. Right? We're never going to follow through with the things that we commit to do, though, until we do it out of love. Love for him because he loves us. Right? We're not doing it for the pastor. We're not doing it for Grace Family Worship Center. You're not greeting at the door. and You're not spending your devotional time because of Grace Family Worship, Worship Center, because of the church. It's got to be out of love for God, right? We have to honor him because we love him. We have to honor his house because we love him, right? We have to honor the vision. We have to honor the man of God, the people of God, because we love him. It's got to come out of passion, like a brand new relationship, right? Not because that's just what we do. Or that's what there's need of. Well, I'm going to teach Sunday school because I know you need a teacher. Don't do it for that reason. Don't do it for that reason. I'm going to be a door greeter because we don't have somebody else. No. We don't want you to do it for that reason. Because you won't follow through with it anyway. We won't follow through with it anyway. It has to be out of love and a passionate relationship, personal, intimate relationship with God. Or we've missed it. We've missed it, right? It has to be out of that. Not because of the need or not because someone's talked you into it or guilted you into it. That's not the right reason, right? I talked about the church because that's what I can see. That's what I can see. But I realized, God showed me this week, the picture of the church is a picture of our life, right? It's a snapshot into our life. Our loyalty, our passion, our devotion, our prayer, our relationship, all of our relationship and service must be out of love for him. If we're not doing as unto the Lord and out of love for him, 
right? We're missing it. We have missed it, church. We, we just had a revival back here in September. We're going to take this revival spirit forward. Where is it at today? Where is it today? Today we need to stop. Stop with the agenda. Stop with whatever is going on. Quiet ourselves. Humble ourselves. Right now this morning. I'm talking about this morning before we leave here. Church, can we humble ourselves and ask God this? Is my agenda working with your plan, God? Or is my agenda complicating your plan? You don't have to say it out loud to me. I'm talking about getting real with him. Getting real with him. Lord, is my agenda working for you? Or am I complicating what you want to have go on here, Lord? In Grace Family Worship Center. But bigger than that, in my life. In my life. In my walk with you, Lord. Is my agenda in the way? Is my plan, is my job, is, is, is some person in the way? Is whatever it is, Lord, is that in the way? Or am I working in harmony with you, right? Has your blessing or something else taken over my life? So many times we see God bless us, and those things take priority number one. He gives us money, we want more money. He gives us a relationship, we want more of the relationship. He gives us responsibility, and it hurts us so much of the time when we don't keep him first. We can't allow other things to take, prior, take first place. What's keeping me? Ask God this. What's keeping me from honoring you by sticking to your plan? Think about when I first got saved. When I first got saved, I went after God full bore. I wanted to know what he had in store for me. I wanted to know, I realized this, the, this book, I got a tablet today, but I realized there was truth in this book. There's power in this book. There's power between these pages of leather. I saw it as something that, that, that was, it was kind of mystical to me. And, and there was, I don't know how you describe it, but it was wonderful. And I wanted to know all about it. But when we get to knowing a little more about God, a little more about God, we get relaxed in it and we get comfortable, right? Ask God today, what do you want me to do, Lord? I know I've messed up already. I know I've got outside of your plan. I'm off the path. I may be way off the path today. I may just be a little bit off the path. What do you want me to do today, God? How do I correct this? I'm gonna, we're we're going to take some time and pray. Jocelyn, would you get ready for, to play some music? How do I do this? How do you want me to do it? How do I, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to do it? And Lord, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? Do you want me to speak? Do you want me to say something? Do you want me to do something, Lord? Jesus didn't do, go, or say anything without the leading of the Spirit, right? Let's ask him today. Search my heart, Lord. Search my heart, Lord. Renew my mind. Right? We're going to hear about renewing of the mind next week. Renew my mind, Lord. Rekindle my zeal, Father. Remember the zeal you had when you first came to him? Mine's not there anymore. I'm ashamed to admit that, but mine's not where it was. Renew my zeal, Father God. Re rekindle that fire. Renew my love that I have for you, God. This relationship. I want to be passionate with you again. It reminds me of that song about the, makes me think about the baby that wants to just lay up against him and, and just drink from the cup in his hand and just have that intimate relationship with him. Can we ask him that today, right? Can we ask him that today? Are you willing to come back to God? Turn the music on, sis, please. Come to the altar. Pray at your chair. 
however you see fit. If it takes longer than a song to get this right with God, please don't rush off. You can turn that off, babe. Please don't rush off. <laughs>